really can never stop learning. There's so much good resources out there. There's so much good information. And then specifically to learn about how to have the right mindset to be successful. Because I really believe that mindset is 50% of the battle. And once you can believe in yourself and believe that you have the ability to make money and to be successful in your business, you're, you're halfway there. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, a serial entrepreneur that's go, uh, grown several startups in the seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with, with us to chat, and I'm always here, or we're always here to help. Now, today we've got uh, a couple people, as you can, if you're watching the video, you can tell. So we've got uh, both uh, Monica and Austin Mangelson, and uh, we're going to start out with uh, Monica's uh, journey, and then uh, Austin will dive in as it as, uh, makes sense, uh, as, uh, as the journeys or the uh, journeys merge together. But as a quick introduction to Monica, so uh, Monica had a job since she was 15, hated working for other people, and uh, went into college, uh, got, or went into college, got jobs in the Peace Corps, or was going to get jobs in the Peace Corps, but COVID hit, and uh, got a job in a senior care uh, facility instead, got burned out um, from working with a lot of hours, which I'm sure that happened to plenty of people during COVID, and started to look at uh, doing the, her own thing, um, also had Austin along board that was going to help do or do their do their own thing. Um, started uh, doing virtual assistant positions. Um, took notes on what they liked about virtual assistants and what they didn't like, and found that they loved doing web design. Pivoted to web design, and that kind of brings us to, to where they're at today. So, with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Monica and Austin. Thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to be here. Hey, Devin. Yeah, thank you. We we're excited to share um, a little bit of our journey, and hopefully, can inspire some people, motivate some people. So thanks for having us on. Absolutely. We're excited to have you. So, well, now as I give kind of the 30 second or 40 second version of the, a, a much longer journey, let's uh, back it up a bit and we'll start with Monica and, and her journey, but tell us how your journey got started at 15 and uh, doing some other, or doing jobs and figuring out you didn't like to work for other people. Yeah. So uh, I started working when I was 15 as a nanny. Um, Mostly, uh, not really out of necessity, mostly just because I wanted to get out of the house. I kind of grew up in a, a rough environment, so I loved being out of the house. So I always had a job from the time I was 15 as a nanny all the way up until now, I guess. <laughs> um, so um, I, there, was, there was a time I worked as a nanny, and then I went and I worked as, um, at a store and then I, I sold like olive oils and vinegars. And then I worked, um, <laughs> I worked as um, a one-on-one -on -one at a, a camp for kids with special needs. And then I also worked at a doctor's office kind of all at the same time. Um, so I was always really busy, but I hated um, not being able to call the shots. I really like to be heard. <laughs> and so I, I realized really quickly as a young kid that I didn't want to have to report to anybody else. I kind of wanted to be able to, to learn the whole picture, learn the whole business and to be able to call the shots. Um, and so that's kind of how my, my journey really got started was just as a kid, I don't know, just wanting to be heard. <laughs> No, that makes sense. And I, you know, I think that sometimes you get into it and you learn, hey, I like working with other people or I don't like the stress of having to manage everything to myself and all the issues. 
And other times you get into say, hey, I like to be in charge. I like to captain my own ship and have my own direction. And so it makes sense that you found that out as early on and probably was beneficial. So now as you're saying, okay, kind of figured that out. Now you went into, you know, graduated from high school, went into college. And I think you were heading towards or gearing towards doing a job in the Peace Corps. Is that right? Yeah, we actually had, um, Austin and I met in college, and we actually had um, assignments to go to Mozambique, Africa, leaving April 2020. Um, and so we had literally prepared everything. We had sold our housing contract. We had a, someone, a buyer lined up for our car. We had sold most of our possessions, and we're two weeks out. So everything was packed in suitcases and ready to go before the Peace Corps like called it quits for everything. So um, we were kind of ended up graduating college and then being jobless and homeless for a while. So it wasn't ideal, I guess, <laughs> to just say the least. <laughs> now you say, okay, you know, we we're going to go join the Peace Corps. And just out of curiosity, what did, or what degrees did you guys get in college before you're going to join the Peace Corps? So I got a degree in international studies. I got mine in exercise physiology. All right. So you got, you got those degrees. You're saying, okay, finish up the degree. We're going to go join the Peace Corps. We're getting ready. We've sold off all of our earthly possessions or come near or close to it. And you're all ready to go. Couldn't, couldn't foresee just like a lot of other people and a lot of other businesses that COVID was going to hit, but out of your control, things get shut down and you're saying, okay, well, that's probably not an option. I guess, first of all, we got to figure out where we're going to live. But then once you get that figured out, then, you know, as that op opportunity or option, you know, continues to go away or to be put on hold how did you guys figure out what you're going to do from there that was a really hard year for us so we ended up moving into austin austin's parents house and just kind of getting dead-end jobs austin for a while worked as a waiter i worked at senior care eventually austin joined me in senior care um and we just kept hearing from the peace corps you know like oh it'll be two weeks like oh it'll be two months oh it'll be six months you know and so we kept constantly feeling like our lives were in limbo waiting for someone else to tell us that we can move on with our lives um and i i couldn't handle that my mental health took a really big um really big turn i had i don't know that was a really hard year and i know it was hard for everybody so i'm not gonna like go really far into that because that was just a hard year and we all know that <laughs> But um, that's when I started looking for other options. Um, I was actually really nervous to pitch it to Austin because I knew that I had always wanted to be a business owner and I didn't want to like steamroll over him as he was processing and kind of grieving the Peace Corps and stuff. So I actually found a, a VA course on Pinterest and I created a secret Pinterest board so Austin couldn't find it. And I was doing all this like secret undercover research to like <laughs> to figure out how we can work for ourselves and work online so that we didn't have to keep waiting for our lives to start based on when someone else told us that we could. Now, makes sense. And you kind of say, hey, I've got an idea. I think I know where I'm going to take it. But I also don't want to tell Austin what's going on. And he's still in the grieving process, but we have to do something moving forward. So as you're kind of having that all up in the air, how did you finally break it to Austin? Hey, here's what I think we should do, or here's my plan. Do you like it, or what should we do? Kind of how did that, or how did that conversation go? Yeah, so I definitely got to the point where I knew that we needed to work for ourselves, and I knew that we needed to work online because we we love to travel, and then this was the best options that we can just kind of pick up and go. Um, so I did all the research. I knew what class to take. I knew like, like I had kind of like bullet points of why this was going to work. And then we went on a really long walk and I kind of just broke it to him. I was like, hey, so like, here's what I think we should do moving forward. And this is why. And then just kind of gave him some time to process it. 
Yeah, it was kind of a, um, so you come to me and share a little bit and then let me think on it and come back and share a little bit more and let me think on it. Um, just, I mean, just like Monica was saying, it was really hard for me to kind of accept the fact that the Peace Corps probably wasn't going to happen. Um, and, I, and that was the next two two years of our lives planned out. And then all of a sudden, you know, with, with no warning, it changed. And I knew when we got married, I knew that Monica had always wanted to be a business owner and wanted to work for herself. And we had talked about starting up, um, like we've had a couple of different ideas of different humanitarian organizations we want to start. Um, but it was always like decades in the future. And then all of a sudden, this idea of, of starting and running our own business isn't far away. It's, it's like right now. And so that was a little bit tricky for me. Um, yeah, Monica pitched these ideas to me and it, I'll admit it took me a little bit to, to be on board with it. I'm very convincing. <laughs> but yeah, she was, she she was persuasive. She, she planted the seed, let it can kind of continue <laughs> to grow. And eventually you said, okay, you've convinced me it's a good idea. That's right. And kudos to her. She was patient. <laughs> so but, now you guys um, get into it. So you say, okay, maybe virtual assistant kind of fits or fits a lifestyle. You know, it still allows you to travel. You can do it remotely. It opens up opportunities. It also probably provides a flexibility that, you know, if the Peace Corps ever did open up or you wanted to pursue something, it makes it, you know, a reasonable option. So you're doing that. And as you get into the doing virtual assistant, being virtual assistant, I think you guys, if I remember kind of our conversation before the podcast, you said that there are areas that you found interesting and enjoyed and some that you hated. So you're kind of weighing as to what were those areas that you should be focusing on or how you wanted to pivot or adjust that. Is that right? Yeah, we found out fairly quickly when we started doing virtual assistant work that that wasn't, I mean, we didn't love it. Um, we liked the, the kind of work as far as being able to work online, fix set our own schedule and everything but it didn't take very long to realize that we weren't super passionate about uh, the tasks that we were doing um and so yeah just just like you were saying we we both sat down and we wrote down a list of all the things out of all the tasks that we do or did for our other businesses all the things that we enjoyed doing and so i wrote my list monica wrote her list and then we sat down and compared the two of them and there were a few things that were different but there were also a couple things that were in line that we both enjoyed doing so we talked about those and one of them was graphic design and so we're like well we both like graphic design let's learn more about it so we started looking up stuff online we researched it we took a couple classes online to kind of get our toes wet a little bit more than what we had already done and then we found out that we both really liked that so we went ahead on on that route and just went full steam ahead. So now you say, okay, figured it out, you know, and I, and I can get it, you know, virtual assistant can mean a whole lot of things. And that could be everything from data entry to email correspondence, to taking notes, to transcription, to website design and say, okay, don't love all of that. And, uh, but here's where I do love. And so you say, okay, it is more on that website design. Let's get a bit more skills, a bit more ability in that area. And as you're doing that now, how did you, pivot or adjust in the sense that where there's where you still kind of using the same clients or was it more of you had to start up a separate business or kind of how did you adjust or direct the work you were getting to be more on the web designing side and less on the overarching or more general um, virtual assistant yeah it's kind of funny when you were saying that I kind of realized that becoming a virtual assistant was basically working for someone else again <laughs> and that's why I didn't love it I don't know I just I really like to be heard. I like to be the boss, you guys. <laughs> um, but 
Um, pivoting was really hard because there's two of us. And so making sure that our business was always in line with what we both wanted was a really big priority for us from the get-go. Um, we, the nice thing about starting out as virtual assistants is we learned all the back end of how to run an online business really quickly because that's what we were doing for people was their back end kind of stuff. Um, and so, and we also really learned the value of education from learning from people who've done it before. Um, so we, we dropped down to just like two or three VA clients um, that could kind of sustain us while we were learning, um, but weren't taking a ton of time. And then we started taking classes from other web designers who had built their business from the ground up. And we focus a lot on like getting our systems in place and our operations and our SOPs and everything in place so that then from there we can springboard into just design. So we kind of use our VA as a foundation to then build web design on top of it, if that makes sense. Oh, it definitely makes sense. And so now as, now as you've pivoted, you adjusted, you've got learning from other people, you've also got the additional skills and kind of going through that, you know, how has it been since then? Has it been one where you've enjoyed it, you've loved it, it's taken off, it's done awesome, or it's one where it's still finding the right group or the right clients or kind of how has that all gone as you've now went from the Peace Corps to the VA and now they're kind of settled on more on the website design. Um, where does that put you guys today? Excellent question. So I feel like with every transition, we kind of hit um, a slump before we came out of it, you know? So for when we went to the Peace Corps to becoming a virtual assistant, we had a couple months where we didn't really have an income until we picked up clients. Um, and then from going to VA to web design, we kind of hit a slump where we had a really low income um, while we were working on building the web design. Um, and so now we're in that climb out of that slump from the transition. So now if you're to say, okay, we've, you know, and I agree, there's always a bit, I don't know whether it's a slump, it's a, a getting things up and going, it's transitioning, it's, you know, getting the foundation, you're always having to build clientele. So I think there's always kind of that building and adjusting phase. And you're also figuring out what your niche is and how to do it and how to do client development. So there's a whole bunch of things involved. And now as you're doing all that, and you finally kind of made that pivot and, and kind of figuring that out as you're at today, where do you see kind of the, the next six to 12 months headed for you guys? Um. So we still have those few VA clients that are um, helping sustain us. And then our, our plan for the next few months is just to really focus on marketing and growth for our business. We really want to, um, as I've heard it explained, it's just getting reps in, you know, get design reps. And um, we, we know where we want to go as far as we want to focus on web design and we want to focus on branding. Um, but we are, we're doing some other design pieces that are outside of those two things specifically, um, and really just, just getting reps in and, and focusing on um, learning how to be business owners, um, because we started the process we were, when we were virtual assistants, but we really feel like it's kind of changed as far as um, we felt like we've really embraced that now we are, a, we're a startup, we um, we're not working for people, but we are our own company that helps other businesses. Um, and so really that's kind of our focus is um, those few services that we offer and then just learning the marketing for ourselves, learning the business side of things. Um, and so the next few months is really just focusing on that growth and focusing on that uh, kind of de that development, I guess. 
Oh, it sounds like plenty, you know, so in other words, you get to continue to learn, continue to grow and continue to figure things out where you're going to position yourself, where you're going to find those uh, clients and how you're going to continue to grow the business. So sounds like the story of uh, every startup and everyone has to go through it. And it's always a fun journey along the way. Well, that kind of now brings us to the future or to present and even looking a bit into the future as to where things are headed. Great time to transition to the two questions I always ask at the end of each podcast. So the first question I always ask is, Along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made and what'd you learn from it? Yeah, so this is kind of an interesting one. I feel like that we discovered just recently that we had been making for a while is that we, in our learning and we're just kind of, we just love learning. We're always listening to the podcast. We're always listening to like all the newest things. But along that process, we started trying to force our business to look exactly like other people's business. Um, instead of figuring out what fits best for us and for our clients. Um, specifically, um, there's a kind of movement called VIP design, um, where basically you, you have eight hours with the clients, really intensive, and you bust out the design. Um, and so that was what we were trying to force our, um, our business to be, um, not realizing that that's not really a great fit for us. It's not really a great fit for our ideal clients. Um, and that was kind of just like recently, like just a couple of weeks ago, we're like, wait a second, like, why are we doing this again? <laughs> why are we trying to do what someone else told us that we needed to do instead of taking the lessons they teach us and then adapting it to our own lives? Um, and so I guess that's kind of the lesson we learned is that as you're learning and as people tell you things and, and you have new ideas, you should definitely try them on, but with your eyes wide open, knowing that it might not be a good fit and that's totally okay. Oh, and I think that that is, and it's one that, you know, I would I'd say that it's, it's, you know, interesting how that, you know, mirrors over with a lot of where the legal industry even is, at least for me, in the sense that there is certainly well-established kind of ways that they're done in the, within the legal industry and within intellectual property. And oftentimes you kind of, tend to get pushed in that direction or gravitate towards it because that's how everybody's doing it. And yet I always like to step back and say, hey, am I doing it because that's what everybody's doing or am I doing it because it makes sense to me? And if it makes sense to me, then I'll keep doing it that way. But on the other hand, say, you know, I really don't like it or it doesn't make sense or I think there's a better way to do it just because everybody else is doing it that way, then you can take it, then you shouldn't uh, get sucked in or do it that way just because it's the conventional way of doing it. So I think right, that's exactly. uh, definitely a, a great, great takeaway and a great uh, mistake to learn from in the scheme easy to make because everybody always pushes you in that direction. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think it takes a lot of creativity to kind of take those ideas and adapt it to, to your own business and yourself. And I think it takes a lot of bravery too, to, to say, you know, this is how someone else is doing it. I'm going to try and do it my own way, you know, learning from them, but I'm going to, I'm going to adapt it. And I think it's, it takes a lot of courage to, to do that because you're not sure how it's going to turn out, but you just have to, you know, trust yourself and trust um, if you have a business partner, just your business partner and, um, you know, do your best with it. No, I think that that's absolutely correct. Second question I always ask is if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what'd be the one piece of advice you'd give them? So I think we each have, um, a separate piece of advice that we think we would give to somebody starting. Um, it's hard because there's a lot of pieces of advice we want to give. <laughs> because um, we have learned a lot in the past year, year and a half. Um, but for me, I think my number one piece of advice would be to have a partner with you. And that doesn't necessarily mean a business partner, although it can be, 
Um, but I think you need to have somebody there that's going to support you, someone there that's going to encourage you when you feel like you can't do it. They'll push you, to, they'll um, give you support, they'll give you aid, they'll help you brainstorm ideas. Like for me, the up person is obviously Monica. And it happens to be, you know, she also happens to be my business partner. But I just think you really need to have someone there who believes in you because otherwise you're going to, you know, when, when it gets hard, you're going to give up. So that would be my piece of advice. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> um, mine, I mean, I've kind of already said it in a lot of different ways, but mine would be the, the education side of things um, that you, you really can never stop learning. There's so much good resources out there. There's so much good information. And then specifically to learn about how to have the right mindset to be successful. Because I really believe that mindset is 50% of the battle. And once you can believe in yourself and believe that you have the ability to make money and to be successful in your business, you're, you're halfway there. I think those are great, uh, both great uh, pieces of advice. And definitely, you know, as you mentioned, there's a lot of great pieces of advice you could give to startups and small business. And as a startup and small business, you're always continually learning new pieces of advice that you wish you'd known beforehand. So I think those are some great takeaways and um, definitely uh, things that, for people to learn. Well, as we uh, wrap up the, the podcast, if people want to uh, get in touch with you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, <laughs> any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Uh, the best way would, would probably be through our website. It's A and M spelled out. So A-A-N-D-M digitaldesign.com. Um, we also love reaching out to people on Instagram. Uh, it's a and M dot digital design. Um, yeah, and honestly, like if, if you just have a question, if you just want to talk, please reach out to us. We're, we love hearing from people. Yeah, we're open to all of those options like you said. <laughs> awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to, to reach out, connect, and, uh, and uh, utilize uh, the resources you guys offer. With that, thank you again, for, uh, both of you, for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, we'd love to have you. So let's go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the show. Um, a few more things as listeners. Make sure to click subscribe. Leave us a review. Make sure to click, or click share. Because we want to make sure that everyone finds out about all these awesome episodes that help them along their way to the, or help them along their journey. And if you ever need help on your journey with uh, patents, trademarks, or anything else to the business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Thank you again, uh, both of you, for coming on the podcast, and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thank you, Thank David. You. Thank you so much.